Your voice finally broke. Yes, thank God, at last. Oh. Hello. Hello! You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is usually the podcast where we take a brilliant pop album and break it down track by track. Except once again, we're back with another weekly self-isolation special episode. For week number seven. This is our seventh one. Uh, and Dan, I'm really enjoying these. And we have mooted the idea of maybe doing something weekly in a similar format uh, once all this is over. Uh, watch this space. Not Nothing concrete. Maybe let us know if you fancy it. Yeah, you've said too much, Will. Have I? I'm sorry, but uh, I think we should be transparent about these things. I'm not sure the legal team would agree. So, Dan, how are you? Uh, great, yeah, lovely week. I've enjoyed the weather. In in all honesty, actually, you know, it's been so nice. It's been so um, annoying to be sat inside while the sunshine is. So to have this bit of rain has been nice because at least you can't go out for a, a picnic or whatnot. Oh, tell me about it, Dan. And I was out cycling a couple of days ago and I got so wet. I was absolutely sodden. Uh, but you haven't been that wet since you were there. So take that gig with your Auntie Brenda. Oh, she does love them. Uh, she actually had a banner up as well. And it said, Gary Barlow, point your erection in my direction. Which I think thought was very inappropriate for a lot of the the poor young girls that were around. And I thought, <laughs> and you had one, didn't you, saying, uh, "Mark Owen, I'm down on my hands and knees, but it's not to pray." <laughs> Do you know what, Dan? It reminds me of the time we went to see A One, and you had that uh, poster up for Ben Adams, and it said, "Ben, take on me." And my horrendous mortgage repayments. <laughs> but should we start, Dan, by talking about this week's tweet-alongs? Yes, let's do it. So Monday, we celebrated All Saints debut album, didn't we? Because the single Under the Bridge and Lady Marmalade turned 22. Do you remember that song coming out, Will? I don't remember it coming out, no. Oh, I do, and I'm younger than you, so that's weird. Maybe I, my, uh... mem- my memory's terrible. I can't remember what I had for breakfast, let alone when... Um, I had marmalade on toast or whatever you just said. <laughs> well, um, it was good fun, wasn't it, with the, with the All Saints fans? Yeah, loads of very passionate All Saints fans. Unfortunately, none of the girls joined us, but you can't have everything. Well, Nicole's just had a baby, and uh, the others uh, are busy with other projects. That's very vague. Is that is that is that code for? I don't really know what they're doing. No, it just means we've all got lots of different things going on right now. It's fine. We understand. And we had a good old giggle going through the album and talking about it track by track or tweeting about it. Oh, Dan, the way you said it's fine just then. I've said it's fine like that many times in the past. And things are not fine. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to Wednesday. Uh, So we were joined by Matt and Tommy from Blondie to tweet along to Pollinator following our release of the Pollinator episode on Tuesday. Did you enjoy that, Will? Yeah, two actual members of Blondie joined us for that, which was a huge coup for us. Uh, And great. They had so much to share about the recording, uh, live performances, uh, and just what it's been like working on that project. It's, uh, you know, money can't buy those stories. Well, well, I expect it could. I expect it probably could, but uh, not, not on that platform. Also, not our money. We can maybe... 
if we're lucky, get one of the cheeky girls along to our Christmas party if we keep putting in uh, two pound a week. Uh, the Christmas club. Yes. No, Dan, don't be running off with the Christmas club money like uh, Arthur Fowler. <laughs> You'll have a saucepan round my head like uh, Pauline Fowler. <laughs> uh, that's when she found out about his affair with um, Mrs. Hewitt, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. See, I don't remember that. I can remember All Saints, but I don't remember who was rummaging around with who in Albert Square. Uh, but anyway, uh, Friday, we oh, actually on a soap theme, we talked about Holly Valance uh, and State of Mind, which was uh, a whole lot of fabulous fun. With the right back at you, lads. Uh, and I hope we get to work with them again because I'm really enjoying uh, their input. I think they've got a brilliant uh, approach and attitude. Yeah, agreed. Also, um, I know what we've done the last few weeks is we have followed up some of our tweet alongs uh, with some further listening. And I must share, we referenced it in one of the tweets, one of the unreleased or J- Japan only, uh, or Japan only uh, songs that was never uh, released or available in the UK. So I'm going to play Get the Music Going with a little bit of Holly Valance's Please Please Me. good fun so that was a japan only album track is that right did you say yes yeah, so not released uh, in the uk so you wouldn't find that on a streaming service uh maybe if you have a look on youtube but i loved a bit of a rockier edge yeah rockier edge but still very much in the vein of the album and that kind of quite um quite fuzzy electro sound that she had going on which was great everyone last night clearly enjoyed that sound so it's such a shame that it didn't do too well and therefore was her last so album to date. And I have to say, actually, Dan, Holly herself had a co-write credit for this song. Good for her. Yeah, lovely. Give extra pocket money. Um, so some further, further listening from twi- from the uh, tweet-alongs. We mentioned before that we talked with Matt and Tommy from the band and Matt Katz-Bowen, who has written some of Blondie's most recent singles, including Too Much, which is a fantastic song from Pollinator. Uh, he also wrote What I Heard, from Panic of Girls, and he wrote A Rose by Any Name, uh, featuring Beth Ditto from Ghost of Download. He has got another musical project, which is called Princess Goes to the Butterfly Museum. So these make a little bit more of an experimental synthy sound than you would hear from Blondie, uh, and they just bought a new EP out this year, and I'd love to play a little bit of a song called Come Talk to Me. So this is probably, I think, the the um, poppiest moment on the album or on the EP, I should say, actually, because some of it is a little bit more experimental. It's all great. 
Uh, and there's more than this EP available online that I haven't got around to listen to yet. So I'm going to do some of my own extra research, extra further, further, further listening later today. <laughs> and finally, let's talk about All Saints. There was much talk on Monday night when we were tweeting, not about a song from the first album, but <laughs> we drifted on to talking about Chick Fit from uh, uh, a later album. And there's a bit of confusion, wasn't there, on our Twitter going on? Yes. So I was sent um, the, a sort of a poster about a campaign to get Chick Fit to number one and sort of justice for Chick Fit, like a lot of people have been doing for Mariah Carey. So I retweeted it from our channel with hashtag justice for Chick Fit and it got lots of retweets, lots of comments, lots of people buying it. Um, but I, th- I realized afterwards it didn't actually say on the poster who designed it or who was behind it all. So I, re- and I messaged you, didn't I, Will, saying, I think people think this is us that's, that's started this. And then you said that you thought it was me that had started the whole thing yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, because you tweeted it from the track by track account. And I thought, oh, Dan's put that together really quickly. It's not yeah. anything that started. We're completely behind it. We completely support and endorse the message and think it's a brilliant song. But that wasn't our original work. Uh, no, but hopefully, you know, is it going to be number one this week? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but what a, what a fun campaign. and What a fun song. Should we listen to a bit of it? Yeah, it's a great song. Let's have a little snippet. Boy, you're too hot for me. Can't stop melting away. When I see you, I can't speak. Switching when I see your face. Acting like I'm a teen. Waiting outside your place. Boy, this is really not me. Oh, my God, say, boy, I'm totally done. Acting crazy. I don't know what I'm on. Oh, Brilliant. I haven't got tired of that song since it came out. Me neither. It's fantastic. It's such a shame what happened. Obviously, that song didn't chart. And after that, they went away for a few more years again. I mean, when you when you look at how well they're doing now and how good quality the last two albums have been, it's such a shame that it took them so long to kind of... Not to get to here, because when, whenever they've been together, they've done well and the music's been good. But it's such a shame they've had such big gaps in the middle. But hey, we've got them back and that's all that matters. And it doesn't look like they're going anywhere anytime soon. Dan, should we talk about some new music? Yes, let's. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so to start, Groove Armada are back uh, with a new track. And I'd love to play a little clip of it. This is Get Out on the Dance Floor. So that was a little bit of brand spanking new Groove Armada. Dan, what did you think? That's a really fun little stomper, isn't it? It is a fun little stomper. Vocals are Nick Littlemore there. Um, it's been so long since I've had anything new by Groove Armada that it's great to, to hear that. And I think for us as fans of Hot Chip, New Order, Duran Duran, Two Door Cinema Club, etc., etc., it kind of strikes some very nice notes. 
Definitely. I was getting um, LCD sound system vibes from that one. Ah, great one, yeah. And also a bit of um, Talking Heads. So that's available. Check it out everywhere now. Um, So I am going to go for a track by a band called Demons of Ruby May, a duo. I think we've spoken about them before on the podcast, certainly off the podcast. Um, Really great electronic duo, amazing vocals. Uh, They've got the debut album out. And a song from that, actually, that I'd really recommend listening to is a song called Synesthesia. What's the word I'm trying to say? Synesthesia, yes. That's the one, yeah. Um, But they've they've recently, or just last week, released a cover of Gabrielle's Dreams. So... uh, Let's have a listen to that now. interesting interpretation of that song and i like that you you wouldn't expect for them to cover a song you probably wouldn't expect them to take a gabrielle song and obviously it's an iconic song it was a huge number one wasn't it for gabrielle i just Mm. like that they've put a a new spin on it and also lyrically lyrically uh feels quite apt for the times got to have hope got to keep strong um feels like it could be soundtracking some sort of um american tv series kind of a quite romantic or dramatic moment on that (laughs) It's nice. I like that it's quite haunting as well with the guitar work and and I love the vocals as well. Um, yes. Always really strong, powerful vocals. Uh, anything else new from you this week? Yes, I have got a little bit from Freeform 5 now who are an electro dance group who had a lot of uh, songs around in the mid-noughties. I remember them from around like 2004, 2005. Uh, They also did uh, a lot of remixes. Um, If you think about kind of Milo around that time, uh, they were uh, remixing a lot of his tracks. Uh, Also, our old friend Richard X has remixed them as well. This one is something new. It's the first time I've heard them do anything for a while. So this is featuring Carolyn Harding, and this is called Strength. Dan, that is a brilliant slice of disco dance pop, uh, which isn't what they were really known for back in the noughties. It was much more electronic, very experimental at times as well. This is a lot more uh, mainstream, danceable uh, and funky. Definitely. The weird thing about that is that's the first time I've heard it and I felt like I already knew that song. It's just so, um, so catchy Real funk, yeah, real funk disco sound. I really, really enjoyed that. Dan, what next from you? So I read this week on uh, New Order's Twitter page that Bernard has been working with a new artist. So the artist in question is Zachary Allen Starkey, who is uh, in in New York, New York-based. And 
from the post on, I mean, go and read the post on uh, on New Order's website because it's really interesting. But Bernard just kind of felt affili- affiliation. Would that be the right word? Yes, an affiliation with him uh, as a a young artist trying to break into kind of electronic indie rock music, whatever, um, and being kind of maybe held back due to circumstances even if it's what's happening in the world or even if it's what is happening just in where he lives or the opportunities he's been given so initially the plan was for bernard to uh, just give some feedback on the tracks but he has ended up uh appearing on them so i think we should hear a little bit of force I really like that. Again, another great recommendation. Oh, good. Um, so this one, actually, this isn't the latest one. The latest track is one called Fear City, which also features Bernard. Uh, but yeah, this one's called Force. Yeah, I just think it's a fantastic electronic sound, but it doesn't sound overly New Order. I don't think Bernard's tried to create a new a new, new Order sound. But yeah, I think it's really, really great track. It's got a brilliant kind of 80s synth wave feel to it. Uh, the video's really good as well. Lots of urban cityscapes of New York. And also Zachary himself, he's got a massive shock of black hair on his head. Mm. Wonderful. Lovely. But I think what's great about this is that quite often when we see Bernard performing live, whether it's on TV or in, in real life, you see him, obviously he's always singing, quite often he's got the guitar, and just very occasionally he'll go to play the synths and the keyboards with Gillian. But actually he does a lot of the synth and keyboard work on, on New Order's back catalogue, so he really does know his stuff there. Uh, anything else from you, Will, for new music or anything else from old music? So new music, I continue. Uh, everything, everything are back. Uh, and this is absolutely beautiful. And I think uh, I'm not, a, you know, you know me, Dan, I'm not a massive fan of slower songs, more tender songs. But I think this is lovely. This is in Birdsong. Someone in the What a lovely build-up that is. It is stunning, like you said, Will. I think we're both huge fans of Everything, Everything. And they've created some wonderful kind of slower, really atmospheric songs that we've loved. Uh, like Duet is one that springs to mind. And also, I think, was it uh, was White Whale from the last album? Quite a slow build-up one. Mm. Um, but also, they do the amazing bangers like uh, Desire. And what's the other one? Can't can't i can't do can't do (laughs) (laughs) but just i'm a huge 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 fan of everything everything fantastic dan anything else from you uh yes so there's an anniversary i'd just like to uh, acknowledge i just saw this on twitter this morning so it's been 10 years since diana vickers once was released uh diana vickers of course from x factor not a winner but this was a number one if i'm not mistaken will do you think it was was it though? 
I think he was. While we find out, should we let's have a, have a listen. Let's have a little listen to what. listen to that in ages dan it's a great song isn't it so that was written by kathy dennis and egg white uh who have collaborated lots together and egg is uh most well known for writing tracks by uh, will young and it's worked with take that and our friend darren hayes as well and of course kathy dennis we don't even need to go into what she's written do we because it's just all fantastic um but yeah once is a great song it did go to number one and the album went to number one um but sadly that was the last time for either for Diana. But the second album she released was really great as well. A uh, couple of uh, really good pieces of uh, uh, critical review. Uh, Pop Justice said that once uh, turned out to be the sort of song you can point at and go, that is not only a very good pop song, but a very good song regardless of genre. And also Nick Levine from Digital Spy. Um, gave a very positive review saying if her pop career doesn't take off, Diana Vickers could always write a book called How Not to Do Things the Simon Cowell Way. She signed to it because she signed to a different record label, not the Simon Cowell one. Yeah. And she's a very unique voice, hasn't she? I think, you know, you've got that fantastic impression of John Newman slash Cher slash Morrissey. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you can add Diana Vickers to that list, actually. Once, once, once. Very, uh, it's quite Kermit the Frog, and I don't mean that in a criticism. It's quite... Um, <laughs> That's got a marshmallow lodged in the throat, but it sounds great on record. Now, Dan, shall we finish off the music with a bit of fun? Uh, yes, please. What would you have done if I said no? Uh, I'd have carried on anyway. Yeah. Um, so this is something that emerged onto the internet this week. Uh, a pitch-perfect, come-at-the-right-time mashup of Dua Lipa, Hallucinate, and the BBC News theme. If you ever thought or asked for or wanted... Uh, the two to come together. This is it. So, and this is by Ben Howell. Certainly had a giggle to the Dua Lipa BBC News remix. It is actually amazing. It's brilliant. It just all it just works, doesn't it? And it's so. I love the BBC News music as well. You know when they have a bit of time on the news channel before something starts, and they play like an extended version of it. Yeah, that's always a real treat. Uh, uh, ben Ben Howell, thank you for bringing that into our lives this week. Let's talk about some TV, some film. Yes. What have you been watching this week, Dan? So I... What are you laughing at? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I've taken on quite a big challenge, actually, something that I've been talking about doing for a while. I've gone back to the beginning on Game of Thrones. 
Oh. Start it all again. So you didn't, you've not seen any of it, have you? No, not at all. So I won't share any spoilers, even though I know that you have absolutely no intention of watching it, if I'm not mistaken. Do you think you'll go to it one day? Uh, one day, I'm sure, but I'm in no hurry. There's loads of telly to watch these days. I'm not in any danger of running out of anything. No, and that's why I sort of partly think this decision's a bit daft, because why am I going back to watch something I just finished last year when there's so much more out there? But it is great, and I haven't seen the early episodes for years. But also, I think sometimes when you go back and watch something, and already I'm only three episodes in, you just pick up on so many things that you didn't see the first time around. So thoroughly enjoying Game of Thrones. And then last week, I talked about uh, starting the Mission Impossible film series. And it turns out it was Mission Impossible because I haven't got any further with that. So. <laughs> uh, what are you watching, Will? So a couple of new things this week are on my uh, radar. First of all, there's a comedy series, comedy drama, because it's quite dramatic as well, called Run, which is on Sky, which is a like a half-hour comedy um, executive producer is Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, amongst other people involved in it. It's about a cu- couple who made a pact with each other at school that when they grew up, if ever one of them texted the word run, uh, if the other one responded with run as well, they would basically drop everything and run away together. Oh. And I'm only two episodes in so far. It's a really intriguing premise. Uh, you don't really know the backstory of both characters, uh, and you don't know where they're going to go, what they're going to do next. But it's very funny. It's a bit dark, uh, but it's uh, really gripping. I can't wait for episode three, actually. Um, when you said run, I just thought this might be a tenuous link for you to talk about running. But no, it's just just a TV series. No, although I got some brilliant new uh, running shoes for my birthday, which are the Nike ones that you... Uh, where there was a big controversy because they were almost banned because runners were using them and maybe they were getting an unfair advantage. But no, it's all fine. Um, I got them and they're like running on air. Brilliant. Real bounce, real endurance. How can runners get have an unfair advantage by wearing running shoes? I don't know, but just because of the way they were engineered and put together that if you weren't running in those shoes, the person wearing those shoes would have an advantage and then it became about not your skill and your fitness, but about just what you were wearing instead, which kind of defeated the point. But that's not an issue now. There's no no concern. No, it's not a conversation for now. No, no, no. Uh, second show, Jim Carrey has got a TV series called Kidding, which is very dark. I've only watched the first episode so far, but it hooked me in enough. He's playing it very differently compared to some of his more comedic roles. I remember seeing a film that he was in. I think it was called Number 13, where he was serious. And he's really good in it. So I've not even heard of that, Will. I would really like to see that. Uh, They're both on Sky. So check it out. They're on Catch Up or however you watch Sky. There's loads of different ways nowadays, isn't there? And anything else you're doing to fill your time, Will? Yes, Dan, my Lego pirate ship is coming along nicely, uh, which is a great thing to pick up when I've got a couple of hours that I want to while away. But I don't rush these big builds. I like to take my time with them. Are you going to fully embody this sort of pirate lifestyle? Are you going to start talking like them? Are you going to have a, a parrot on your shoulder, maybe? Yeah, and uh, get a couple of seamen in. Yeah, absolutely. And if not a parrot, you could maybe get a, a small tit on your shoulder or a thrush. <laughs> Might be a hummingbird or puffin. We we don't have that Lego set, sadly. But what we do have, which we just got this week, is Bananagrams. Have you played that before? No. What what on earth are Bananagrams? It's a game. It's like it's a bit like Scrabble, but it's you can play it with two people and it's much quicker. 
It's very fun. If you've got Bananagram, do let me know. I thought that might have been someone that turns up in your door uh, wearing uh, nothing but a uh, tight-fitting pair of pants. <laughs> in yellow. <laughs> I thought you were wearing a hidden banana and you have to find it. Yeah. Cheeky monkey. <laughs> well... Oh, I think the smut's, smut's drifting in now, so it must be time to go, Dan. Yeah. Yes, thanks for chatting this week. It really uh, really brightens my week up, these... Uh, recording calls glad to see you staying safe yes and how much longer we're going to go i wonder if we'll make it to 10 weeks doing this oh place your bets now i think it probably will be we'd love to hear from anybody out there if you've got tips for things music you're listening to that you know is something that would appeal to us and our listeners do uh share them with us at track by track uk on the social media handles on the social media handles <laughs> what am i 50 granddad uh, on social media uh, and also we do have our tuesday episodes are continuing uh, and we've got a new episode coming up on tuesday and also the tweet alongs continue next week we've got alicia's attic with us on monday which is going to be amazing and some more to be announced or maybe they've been announced already i don't know keep an eye on <laughs> keep an eye on track by track uk on the social media uh so dan i'll speak to you next week I'll see you next Tuesday and until then I've been Dan and I've been Will goodbye Goodbye. (laughs) it wasn't as bad as your red raw rose (laughs) I don't know where you got red raw from but I never said that I think if an anus is red it's probably raw (laughs) (laughs) 